0: Welcome to another episode of Corporate Adventure Capital. This is Andrew Matuzak. I am a corporate development and corporate venture capital professional exploring how non-traditional VC investors can use investments to accelerate innovation, build quality acquisition pipelines, and inform their growth initiatives. I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, please leave me a comment or send me a message on either Twitter or LinkedIn. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject and please send me your ideas for topics to cover in the future. Thank you very much and enjoy. Okay, today we're going to talk about how corporate venture capital programs are continuing to grow in both the sheer number of programs out there and also their importance. So not only just to the parent companies, which is obvious, but to the broader venture ecosystem, and the economy in general. Many of the the data that I'm going to reference here uh, today in this podcast is from a recent CVC study, a survey compiled by the Silicon Valley Bank and counterpart. It's a great survey. Highly recommend getting it, reading it uh, in detail. Over a hundred active. Corporate venture capital managers were uh, were interviewed and responded, and the survey not only shed additional light on some of these emerging trends we're going to talk about, but helped provide some empirical evidence to dispel several common myths that you hear out there. So, so first, let's let's start with why a company would want to create and fund a corporate venture capital program to begin with. I've heard a lot of reasons why people think it's not a good idea. I've heard it's a distraction. It's not a core competency of our business. Oh, we'll get the same benefit from our internal R&D process. Or, hey, we don't need it. We, uh, we acquire partners as we need Uh, So all evidence of common and incorrect myths out there, and certainly evidence of internal not-invented-here biases manifesting themselves. Now, the real benefits to a company launching a corporate venture capital program include understanding emerging trends and new markets ahead of their competitors, informing the company's strategy based on changes in the market and changes to client needs and wants, It's informing and augmenting the company's internal business development and R&D functions in a more capital-efficient manner. It also helps build quality acquisition and alliance pipelines. It's building those relationships with the founders in the early stages when they really need those relationships. Uh, It's about not just relationships with the founders, but strengthening relationships with other strategic investors. And finally, it's about helping the company move away from this build-everything mindset that can be so toxic to companies as they try to evolve. Now, all of these benefits fall into two broad categories. The first is creating a culture that moves more quickly to adapt and to adapt to future market conditions and the second category is becoming more capital efficient and reducing execution risk forward thinking companies they see the benefits here they they this is one of the reasons Why we're seeing an increased number of program launches. But those companies that fail to use this fourth pillar of growth, as I'm calling it, the CVC function, they're going to find themselves just increasingly left behind. The market moves quickly, and these future acquisitions and alliances are going to just become increasingly more difficult for them to find and complete. It's just going to be a natural outcome of those deep relationships that are forged between the strategic investors and the entrepreneurs during the emerging and early stages of their life cycle. All right, so let's talk a bit about the landscape of what's out there. There's currently more than 4,000 corporate venture capital programs in existence. It's the most ever, and it's been increasing for the past decade. How many VC deals are out there that where there's a CVC participant? Over a quarter. So 25% of all VC deals now in the U.S., have a CVC participant. And that's just an incredible number. More than 40% of all U.S. tech acquisitions involved a seller that was backed in part by a corporate venture capital program, and even more, and even more amazing is that more than 50% of the tech IPOs, those initial public offerings, so 50% of tech IPOs in the US, in fact, actually 76 in 2020, had CVC backing. So, the overall message is that there's just a lot of corporate venture capital programs out there, and they're an important part of our economy, and that trend is increasing. All right, now let's talk about. CVCs, specifically what they look like uh, and what the trends are out there. First, there's generally three types of corporate venture capital programs strategic, financial, or hybrid. Don't forget, this is a continuum. It's not some set of discrete artificial buckets, but it's a, it's a useful mental framework or categorization that helps us think about the differences in the CVC programs, maybe their objectives uh, or their structure. And, 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 and also keep in mind, typically, where a CVC is on this continuum, it's going to be determined by the maturity of the program itself, but also the parent. It's parent's main objectives and sometimes even the parent's industry. So CVC participation is increasing. We just we just heard about that. So is the actual control that's exerted by the CVC and the fund manager through having a board seat. Now, participation of CVCs, it's always been, it's a common myth that CVCs don't take board seats. That's just not true. In fact, actually, strategic CVCs take on average, of the deals that they do, take on average a 25%. So. For example, for every four deals, they're going to take a board seat on one of those deals. Hybrid, 40% of the deals, they're going to want a board seat. And financial, 60% of the deals, they're going to want a board seat. And all those numbers are pretty high, a lot higher than most people would expect. And all of those percentages actually increase if the CVC leads the round, which again, a common myth is that they don't do, they do. And it's actually increasingly becoming common. So CVC's taking board, seat, board seats on more deals, and leading more deals than in the past. Now, there is more commonality between the different types of CVC, so strategic, hybrid, and financial, when it comes to target ownership. Str- Strategics and hybrids are both going to target uh, about five to ten percent ownership stake in the companies they invest in, and financial CVCs are going to target a little bit more, slightly more of a zoom- between five to thirteen percent. But all are going to be in that five to ten, slightly higher, uh, slightly higher range. Now. I talked about this in episode number two, about how we're at an all-time high in terms of deal count and valuation. In fact, if you have a moment, go back and listen to episode number two. It's really interesting to learn more about the overall market, the conditions, and how it compares to, to previous periods. But anyways, this increase that we're seeing in valuation has had the impact or the effect of increasing the typical raise raises in these rounds. And so check sizes as a function of ownership have increased as well as you'd expect. Now For a CVC, the typical pre-seed check size is about $1.4 million, which is probably a lot higher than most people were going to expect. Early stage, going to clock in right around $3 million for CVCs. And later stage, going to be about $8.8 million. Those are some pretty high figures. And interestingly, over 80% of the respondents said that they either reserved funds for follow-on rounds or at least would be open to follow-on funding under the right circumstances. So that's pretty incredible. Again, another myth that CVCs don't participate in follow-on rounds. That's not true. 80% of these respondents said at least in the right situation or under the right circumstances, they would be open to these follow-on rounds. So one of the things that I continue to see as well is how CVCs are co-investing with other strategics, a great opportunity for companies to use the investment itself to build this, or build or strengthen this relationship with other investors. I, I spoke about this one in episode three where I highlighted how Accenture and Workday appear to be doing just this with investments in Beamery and most recently Skyhive. And in fact, I'd like to spend some time in the future, a podcast in the future, exploring a couple other examples of this. I think that this is a trend that we're going to see not just continuing, but accelerating. So the overall takeaways from this podcast are the number of CVCs, it's just massive and it's growing. The role and the importance of the CVC as an investor and as part of our economy is also increasing. There's a lot of myths out there about what a CVC is, what it does, what it invests in, et cetera. And those mostly are not correct. And finally, there's evidence out there that companies are seeing real value in these CVCs, right? We're seeing an increasing number of companies launch their programs. We're seeing companies double down on their programs. This is all empirical evidence that companies are seeing some real value out of these programs. Finally, though, almost everything in life has a cycle, and it's not unlikely that the number of CVCs is going to regress at some point. In fact, I think it's likely when the next great downed round epic occurs we're going to see a number of cvc shut down but even with the retrenchment i think the cvc model is here to stay the question is going to be what companies or will companies have the fortitude to continue and even profit from the downturn that's a great topic for upcoming podcast So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I certainly appreciate you listening. Uh, Certainly encourage you to, uh, to comments, leave your comments here, subscribe, send me a message either through LinkedIn or through Twitter. Let me know uh, what you thought of this episode and let me know what you'd like to hear about in the future. Ideas, topics, other things you think you'd find interesting that relate to the world of corporate adventure capital. Thank you very much until next time.